If you're a physician who wants more autonomy in how you practice or fulfillment in your life, you're in the right place. This is the Change Physician Podcast, where our guests reveal how you can learn the mindsets, skills, and strategies to create the life you want without selling out your morals or values. But before we begin, I want to remind you of the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you at thechangephysician.com. Welcome back to The Change Physician. I am Melissa Katie, the Challenge Doctor, with my co-host, Dr. Kevin Kakaro from the, I say co-host from the West Coast. I miss that. <laughs> Out of practice. It's been a few weeks there, Kevin. Um, I think uh, we said it was uh, the 13th of January since we last talked. But uh, for those of you that don't know what this the Change Physician is all about, you should go to thechangephysician.com, learn a little bit about us and what our in, intention was and is about this um, community. And uh, if you want to join the community, you can be a physician or a, a physician ally, and we'll be happy to have you along uh, the journey. So um, our Saturday salutations or Sunday salutations are typically just to catch up for Kevin and I and share what's going on with the podcast, if we have any new episodes um, and any other uh, news, current events that we feel like talking about. <laughs> so, I'm all right, how are you doing? Here. I only got one more to post. Okay. Very good. And then, um, uh, let me see. So we typically will release these um, on YouTube um, and we'll go into the podcast anytime we have our Saturday salutations in case anyone that's on Facebook didn't know that. So um, we kind of keep things flowing a little bit. Wherever you want to consume or listen to us <laughs> rant or rave or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, you know, it, it's, I guess it's one of those things. It's like, we, um, we do this more for fun than anything else. We are definitely not the professionals, professional podcasting. This is a lot of work to do all that stuff. It is. So yeah, 13th, let me just tell you, mm. uh, I mean, a lot can happen. <laughs> oh boy. I'm curious now the, the not just the audience, but myself, I'm curious. What is, what is the, uh, excitement? Over the last yeah. Time? So Saturday, the 13th up until let's see what we talk about. We talked about, um, the new year we talked about, I think I talked about my, my wife's thyroidectomy, which she had a total thyroidectomy done at the beginning of the year, uh, which was good. She has, um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis and had been getting a, a enlarged thyroid and it was getting uncomfortable had a bunch of biopsies on it and um they all came back just Hashimoto so we were she's finally decided she was sick of it and wanted to get it out so she had that done and then we were like raring to go this was a big year I had so many I had like I had literally flights to we had a trip to Palm Springs this month a uh, trip to San Francisco in April trip to Chicago in May a cruise to Alaska in June um yeah, so we were just like, I had flights playing, but we were just going crazy. You know, your kids are, both of our kids are now in college, and we were kind of like, all right, let's 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 do all the stuff that we never got to do because we got married. When did we get married? Third year of medical training. school. <laughs> we got married in training. So all these people had like this, you know, these honeymoon periods, and we were like, okay, we're in the middle of in, in uh, uh, clinicals, and then we did internship, and then we had kids, and then we had residency, and we had another kid. And um, so it's been very busy, so we were looking forward to that. Um, but let me just tell you that everything can change in a, in a second, because on Tuesday, January 16th, so right after Martin Luther King day, we get a call from the surgeon and they're like, did you check the path? 
And we're like, no, why would we check the path? We wouldn't even think of anything in the path. Mm -hmm. And it came back with a diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. So, um, wow. Yeah. Let me tell you your life. You know, we, we talk about it all the time. How about how your life can change so quickly and suddenly and, uh, it does. And just another reminder there. So anyway, our plans have dramatically changed and, uh, wow. it has been an incredible couple of weeks that all being said, um, after the end of the full workup, uh, things it's, it's aggressive. I mean, most B cells are fairly aggressive. Um, but the pets came back, all her lab work came back. She's like, you know, great physical status. Her uh, blood work was all normal. There's no signs of like, uh, massive amounts of, of metabolic activity anywhere. Her pet scan came back with, um, some kind of equivocal stuff in the cervical chain, which we knew about it wasn't quite positive when you kind of look at how they graded on a pet mm. and then it just lit up the bed of the, um, where the thyroid was, it kind of looks post-surgical. So that looks good. So, um, as soon as we get treated, I mean, I, um, the prognosis should be good, as good as anything can be, mm. you know, if, and, uh, we just have to get through chemo, but, um, yeah, it's been crazy. And it, it reminded me again of a couple of things. One, how lucky, like, you know, you went to medical school and it's hard and practicing is, you know, can be very difficult and there's burnout and everywhere. But let me tell you, the knowledge that you have is absolutely indispensable. And I, um, I just can't even imagine navigating this without knowing what I know. Um, I just can't, I mean, I, 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 I mean, it was hard enough. I mean, and, and it's, it, it was super hard. That first week was like, I can't even begin to tell you, but at least we knew, and I knew where to look. Mm. And my wife and I do things still differently. She kind of was like, you know, pulling back a little bit. She didn't want to necessarily look in the details, which I can see. I want to know everything. So I'm like reading everything. Um, and then you, you're like, okay, we got the healthcare system. And like the biggest, this is, I mean, this is the stupidest thing. We have this big diagnosis. And the only thing I can think about was how is, how is the healthcare system going to screw this up? Mm -hmm. Right. Because nothing, nothing, unless you're bleeding out on the street somewhere, nothing isn't a priority, or at least that's kind of what I felt a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, we're waiting, the surgeon put a referral into the oncology group, one of the, uh, local ones up in Portland. And we waited literally two days and I'm like, we can't, we, this is, this is, we're not waiting anymore. We got to get the, the ball rolling and we knew to push, right? Because I knew about the, the, um, lymphoma subtype. I knew what we were, at least the first steps, I'm you know, obviously we're not oncologists or whatever, but you can read data. It's not that hard. And we just started pushing, right? So we got, we called our local oncologist the morning of, I think it was Thursday. They got us in that afternoon. We got the ball rolling with all the staging things that you want to get done because that you really want those done in about two weeks. So we got all those going on. And then uh, we're like, well, maybe we should see a lymphoma specialist in addition. So we um, called up the Oregon Health Sciences, which is in Portland, which is about, it's like 90 minutes away from us. And let me just tell you, as an academic center for their oncology department, they were freaking amazing. They were, um, and I didn't get the, I mean, we didn't, they, I don't think they knew we were physicians or whatever. I, this is what they did. 
they called us. They were aggressive about getting us in. They helped us now, you know, make sure that because um, it was supposedly out of network, and um, just like you need to, you know, try to get this in, try to get this, try to get this. We want to if you can get it in by blank. Like so, it was. Let's see, called them on Thursday, and they got us an appointment for the following Friday, which was fine because we already had started all the process of getting the PET, getting the MRI, getting all that done, and um, but they were really, really, really good. Then our own insurance, and I'm going to call them out. So, um, and it's not necessarily their fault per se, but we have Providence Health Insurance. And so we got our surgery done at Providence Health System in Portland. And those people in whoever their oncology department is, whoever their scheduling people are, are a bunch of clueless clowns, hmm. like clowns. So they call and they're, and actually no one ever called. And my wife calls them and said, hey, we got a referral placed in. And they're like, oh, we're waiting for paperwork. We need to, uh, we're waiting for approval. And we're like, well, we don't need approval. So she calls our insurance company. They're like, you don't need approval. You just schedule. So we call back and they're like, oh, um, oh yeah, I guess. Okay. Maybe, uh, let me see here. Uh, we can get you on on February 15th. That's almost a month out from what we, from when we got the diagnosis, I'm like, are you freaking crazy? Actually, I didn't say it like that. It was a little bit more forth, uh, a little yeah. bit more obscene, I would say. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they they were so freaking clueless. Hmm. And all I'm thinking is, this is by this point, we'd seen our local oncologist. We already had the the setup with with Oregon Health Sciences, who again were amazing. Um, how many people out there don't know what we know? Mm-hmm. We're waiting from a call from a department that didn't even know that they didn't need approval because of the insurance, right? So that that when you did call, we're like, don't look at the like any of the subtypes. Don't re- look at the reason of the referral. Um, I mean, there's things that you can wait on along things that you don't want to wait on. And most of the cancer ones you don't want to wait on. But things are aggressive. You don't wait for, you don't book them out a month when you haven't even done any of the testing yet. Right. You, get, you need to get that staging done. Yeah. So, um, man, I, I am just I was I'm still infuriated. <laughs> I'm so mad about them because uh, I always, I just think about everybody who doesn't know that you need to advocate for yourself and that the system is not designed to take care of people. I mean, yeah. the docs that we've seen are have been fantastic the original the staff in general is good but we continue to have to push to get care like our last one is um is just to get the chemo started mm-hmm. so again our insurance is doing some stupid thing and then they're like and we're like we finally because we saw our oncologist on tuesday and they were coordinating with the lymphoma specialist we kind of knew what the regimen was going to be because all because the data kind of says it's going to be our chop and it, which is not anything new and it's not expensive. It's not some weird experimental drugs and they hadn't called. So we called them yesterday and they're like, mm, well, uh, this blah, blah, blah. And re- this should be t- from this person. I'm like, there's, there's nothing. What are you guys doing? There's literally, we have the orders. Oh, well, they don't know if it's always this. And they were getting confused because we had the second opinion at Oregon health sciences. And we have our local oncologist who's ordering the chemo and they can't even figure out the difference in the orders there. And then you're like, okay, well, once that clears, when we need uh, three business, three days, it's about the 48 to 72 hours to authorize this. And I'm like, is it business days? Because now it's Friday. And now you're telling me 
that you know we're looking at Wednesday or, or if if everything goes well. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to get started next week because we will push through this. But again, it is absurd. It's just absolutely absurd. And like I know why these people don't. It, it's hard, and everybody, everything in healthcare is always pressing. Um, but man, I I I, I just. Ugh. I don't, I, 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 it's hard enough and we're two physicians. I can't even imagine what it is for anybody else. I just, I literally just don't understand that. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what we've done for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> oh my God. I am so sorry to hear that diagnosis. First of all, um, what is the, um, just for the benefit of those listening, um, what is the, you said chop something before chop, what it was our, the... our chop. So how long is the like journey of the chemo planned to be? Think? Yeah. So um, lymphoma is actually kind of interesting. So, so like a B cell lymphoma and there's their different genetics. Actually, it was kind of from the medical standpoint, it was actually fascinating when you're not worried about your family members. I'm like, holy, wow, look at all this stuff and all these genetic markers that they're looking at. And they, you know, they run all these little profiles and they're finding what's being expressed genetically on these tumor cells. Mm -hmm. And we, and um Anyway, some of them have better prognosis, some of them don't, some are more aggressive. We haven't really been able to target them well yet. There's some new experimental stuff. And then my wife's fits like, you know, it's not the, like the, the aggressive, but, but, but pretty chill one. And it's not the super aggressive one that you definitely don't want to have. It's kind of in between. Mm -hmm. um, but CHOP is an old regimen and I can't remember the, ex not, it, it doesn't matter. People can look it up. It's been around for like 40 years. And then rituximab, which is one of those um, antibodies, they added about 20 years ago. And that has dramatically changed or improved the outcomes with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And then the other thing that was, so it's, um, you know, depending on whether they're spread above or below the diaphragm, side of the tumor and everything like that. And again, my wife, who's very unique in all different ways, decides to do this uniquely. So this is primary thyroid lymphoma, which is rare. And then again, some of the markers are different on her versus somebody else. Um, if the tumor was the her thyroid was large, so this was greater than ten centimeters, which has so that's yeah. what you don't want. But there's really nothing else anywhere. Um, so all the data really says just you're going to do RCHOP. It's going to be three cycles. Uh, there's a debate on whether doing radiation or not. That's where the center is going to get back to us because um, they're going to take a they're going to talk about a tumor board. But it more likely is going to be probably four cycles of RCHOP. Um, and and we're, I mean, other than having to, you don't ever want this, and having to get through the chemo and all that other stuff, the prognosis is pretty good, I have to say. Like that is, um, you, you never want it. Uh, but if you're going to have it, then kind of looking at, again, the data, which is what I always, what's the data say? What does the, the stuff say? Um, and it looks pretty good. We just need to get started on it. Yeah. How long is each cycle? So they're three week cycles. So you go in and you have an infusion one day and then um, you wait three weeks and then you do an infusion and then you wait three weeks and do an infusion. So we should be pretty much over the hump. Well, certainly by June is kind of the goal to kind of like be done, hopefully, and then full be on full recovery, depending on how everything else goes. Yeah. So, uh, mm. yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Man. But, yeah. I mean, I, and, and, and then you also think that the other stuff is, um, Jim, we are so lucky. I mean, it just makes you appreciate we have, you know, a great family. They don't live close by, but they're, you know, they're here. They were not here, but they could be here. 
we have yeah. good friends who immediately were like checking in as soon as we talked to them. Um, again, we're physicians, so we kind of know what to navigate. We actually know some of the people who are working in the cancer mm -hmm. center. Some people may not like that. I like it. You want to yeah. have a connection. Sure. Uh, we got the port and scans done really quick because um, I hate to say it because we know people and yeah. I'm, I like to assume that everybody would get that as well. I'm not going to, I'm not going to not use what we know. Um, but they were super accommodating and, um, yeah, so we're really, really lucky. And then the other thing I think is we had two working, we both worked and, um, and we're fine financially. So my wife will be off for at least six months, but we have absolutely no financially financial worries about that. And that was the other thing, like, you know, she was worried about it. I'm like, we're fine. We have literally, you don't have to work. We're going to be totally okay. This whole thing. And, um, yeah, so we just have to stress about the cancer. I mean, and that's stress enough. And so I, again, I think about other people who go through this and don't have resources, may not have family. Um, because of my chart review with my other my my job, I see so many people that are going through pretty significant health issues and this have no support. Yeah. Um or single income and they don't or have single income and we got this crap system that is just um I, I mean, I did, it is. You know, I don't know, it, it's it, people talk about they, they, oh, oh, American healthcare is the best in the world. It's not the best in the world. You have to be able to take care of people and you have to be able to take care of everybody. And way, way back when we talked about um, the veil of ignorance, I think it was the veil of ignorance on how do you design a just society. And the veil of ignorance is you, you um, the measure of a society is one that you will join, like you would, it, without knowing where you are from being a prisoner to being a billionaire. That you would say, I will, I'm, that's the society, I'll be fine in that society. Like, no matter what the random draw says, again, you're, you can be in prison or not. That's how you measure address just society. And, um, and it goes for healthcare too. If your healthcare system doesn't serve everybody, then, then it's not, that's not a just healthcare system. That's, you know, and we're not, you know, we're not a just world or whatever, but you should be working toward that. Right. And people shouldn't have to be pulling connections and people shouldn't know this stuff. It should be designed that you're helping people. Yeah. And um, anyway, it just, it just reminds me of that. And the fact that so many people, I, I mean, I just, I just feel like they're sheep to the center going through this stuff. Yeah. It's like scares the crap out of me. And I, I wish, I wish there was a way for, you know, you know, I think of several different ways in which, you know, you always think of, what to put out there in the world, what the world needs. And, and it's hard to change an already embedded complex medical system. That's not favoring the patient, uh, favoring the pocket or dollars more so than anything. But I try to think of all the different things that we can like, like education and provide, but it's like, it's such like a moving target. Like it's really hard to kind of like, like even if we were to put a little book together on helping people navigate the system, like, how do you how do you frame that to like really help them? It's like in the moment you have to like problem solve. And unless you do that physically and trade your time for money to help those people, it it shouldn't be that way. It 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 shouldn't. Um and it's hard because the the system is getting taxed. It can't do what it needs to do because it's there's so many things that it's doing that it shouldn't be doing, I guess exactly. is the way to say it. Yeah, like necessary um, or, or repetitive, it, re repetitive nonsense. And it's incentivized. Obviously, everything is incentivized to make money. Right. So that's why you can't see your primary because they're booking out appointments eight, 12 weeks in advance. Right. Because they can't have an open slot. 
to actually see somebody acutely. God forbid that, because an empty slot, if nobody shows up for it, is lost income and revenue, right? So then we have the urgent care. And the urgent care is supposed to be seeing the overflow or, or acute things, but they end up serving this role where they're actually basically kind of doing primary care, but acute primary care because there's nobody following their patients long-term anymore. Right. And that is nonsense. Yeah. Chronic, chronic, like in most chronic, if you've got hypertension or diabetes, you do not need to be seeing your physician every six weeks unless it's so brittle that there's some complex changes. I mean, right. we should be doing group appointments for those. You don't need to be seeing a physician. Again, you could be seeing, um, uh, you know, a, a mid-level provider and maybe a group appointment where you're just kind of checking and kind of managing it. Yeah. Um, direct there, primary care. <laughs> it, it, well, in direct primary, you can't do direct primary care with everybody because there's not enough access. So yeah. even if, I mean, that's, that's the problem with that. And, but, but, and then so many people don't know how to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And we have active industries telling people that basically normal signs and symptoms are pathologic and you need to be on a drug for it. And God forbid people that we focus anything on exercise and movement and dietary changes, because that'll do 80% of the workload. And then, uh, and then, um, you know, just being able to do emotional regulation and stress people just understanding that when you are anxious, it doesn't need you to need a pill all the time. Yeah. That anxiety is a normal thing. And that's in this world we live in <laughs> in this world that we live in. And that's just telling you that, there's danger. And then what do you need to do to actually help yourself feel better? And there's ways to do it without a pill. And, um, and if we could do that stuff and kind of move away from this, this idea that we have to take care of all the stuff that we really don't necessarily need to have a heavy intensive load with that people, you know, learning, if people learn how to take care of themselves, learning how to learn how to take care of yourself, mm -hmm. um, then for the stuff that the medical system should be really, really good at trauma, um, uh, and I'm talking about necessarily bodily trauma, um, uh, cancer, um, the other ones, I can think of bad examples for almost everything. So it becomes really, really difficult to kind of, follow. we're really good at acute conditions and we're getting better when it comes to oncology, as long as we actually follow data and not put people on stuff that has really no great benefit. Sure. Um, it'd be better, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah. I don't know how that's going to happen. And there is, and like you said, there's no quick fixes with that because how, like, how, you, you just, there's not, there's so many different things to address. Oh yeah. You know, how people, how many people are going in who don't have um, basic life skills, you know, that's, a, I mean, things that, that you think everybody knows. And I think that's one of the hard things about medicine is you got to take this population that's so educated and really probably should i'm not sure if everybody does but should know basic health care or self-care kind of strategies and emotional regulation the ability to show up every day and to 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 do self-management how to actually function well and a lot of people never learn those skills mm -hmm. and there are no resources to teach them that and then they get sicker and sicker and sicker and then they're in the healthcare system when they could have not been if we had actually addressed this upstream more but that's a societal issue. No, oh, yeah. I mean, I, you. My brain was going into all the societal issues, and um, you know, last month I've just really like somehow gotten down the rabbit hole of even just watching how irresponsible and cruel and mean people can be to just dogs. I mean, and there's hundreds of thousands to millions in every city. Like, I mean, Tijuana, all these places trying to rescue places, and it just you're thinking, why are people projecting this this 
evilness or anger to an innocent dog or puppy or a kid or a kid like or another adult yeah like i think to myself like there is intrinsically a societal issue in us taking responsibility and having a self-awareness we always talk about that about like what what is driving us and people don't truly understand it's always so easy to project on others that they're the ones at fault and no one taking responsibility for themselves we just had a discussion with a police officer not too long ago and just how family member is blaming um the moon for their child not being well behaved and i'm like just thinking like what does this world come to if we can't even like understand that we all affect each other and why and then it made me realize when i was younger i remember see, hearing people say all we need is love in this world or just be kind and it just seems so just general but deep down it's half a century into my life i realized that is really simple but it's really genuinely true if we could just all operate on that level with an awareness that we are affecting everyone whether you cognitively are aware of it or not and it's hard intricately to watch. intertwined and i yes. i um i'm definitely guilty of that of not being aware and being a little bit more compassionate i'm fairly impatient and rageful uh, <laughs> you know when you become rageful but you know i, I do and and um yeah I, I and at least i kind of i i don't like cruelty i i really dislike that and i hate bullies and Oh, it's um, so painful to, but it comes, it does part of it, you know, it does come back to that whole saying about hurt people, hurt people, mm. you know, and uh, I don't know, but needless to say, there are many problems in this world and yeah, we just talk. I'm not sure if we're solving anything. No, but I mean, I think a lot, honestly, a lot of people just sit here and talk or talk about problems and it's, you know, I've been thinking about the things that I get passionate about just recently and then how to make an impact and make a difference. And it's, it can be overwhelming when you really deep down think about the problems we have and how can one person change it? And you realize we need a community. So we need to, like you said, we're very in intricately uh, connected, but that's why communities can, you know, lift up things or change things in this world. And it, but we, many of us are just trapped in our own little lives and not, you know, little, I can say little, but, you know, we're just day to day surviving in this stressful world and trying to keep to ourselves more so than we ever have before, I think. Um, but even you just said with what, you know, your wife's diagnosis, it, it, those relationships and connections just happen to be also beneficial when you're navigating in the medical field too. Like you, you need connections to lift you up or support you when you go through things. And uh, I, even your collegial relationships are, are critical for that too. No, no, no. Connections are huge. We're definitely a, a, a tribal society, good and bad. Yeah. Um, That's but, value. Yeah. I mean, look at the people that are, are, what does wealth mean? Like, is it really money or is it the relationships you have? I mean, your value is not just the money in your bank. It's, the connections and some people get paid just because they have connections. I mean, yeah, look at those I, yeah. masterminds. Who <laughs> Tim Ferriss used to say it when he said your your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of think about that as your um I mean 
in 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 the in the networking sense of actually having real connections because that's like there's people who network and are just basically using people uh the smart people are actually having network and where they're actually growing together and that is definitely powerful because again um yeah our network has been amazing and uh yeah we're just very very lucky very lucky on that and there's a lot of people who don't have that and um i don't know it's it's harsh it's harsh yeah. yeah well any anything else um over the last couple of weeks i assume this has been all consuming yeah it's been pretty busy I, I, again um lots and lots of reading it, it, it was an interesting emotional journey kind of go through it and i think the next stage is when we actually start chemo then we'll start a new cycle because right now i think we're kind of like you're going to get through the hump and then kind of know what to expect or at least what's coming we don't know what to expect until we actually do it um but yeah, anyway, it's it's been interesting. I do have to say, literally the day before we got the diagnosis, I was going a little kooky, uh -huh. and I bought two. I, I booked two cruises. <laughs> so, and I, like, we hadn't even taken the one in June. I'm like, oh, you know, I want to do this one, and we should leave from Vancouver because apparently leaving from Vancouver is better than Seattle when you're going to Alaska. So I booked an Alaska cruise in April of next year, and then. Um, I don't know what I was just going crazy before we got this. And then I booked another one from Hawaii to uh, that was coming back from Hawaii in May of 2026. Cause um, princess cruises, you can book the cruise and it's a $200 refundable deposit. So I'm like, what the hell? Why not? Why don't I just book all this yeah. stuff? And if the price goes down, I'll book it cheaper. And if we have to cancel, I'll have to cancel it. But um, anyway, so it's been an interesting year thus far. Well, you know, when you schedule it, it gives you something to look forward to. So, oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure a part of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ready. Well, ready to get through this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, over the next few months, um, whenever you're wanting to, and you should um, keep us posted on on how things are going. Will do. I think the lessons um, learned. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind talking. That's for sure. I got permission from my wife, so it's not like I'm sharing oh, anything that she's not. That she was not willing to to do, but uh, yeah, I, I will happy to explain that. Side. I mean, the one I I will say the one thing because anybody who's been listening for no, no I'm I'm super jaded. I'm a, a very jaded individual, and per perfectly when it comes to healthcare, I'm super jaded. But there were, I was just blown away. Mm. Um, again, when we called the local oncologist and we and we you know talked to the scheduler and said this was going, to, and they literally got us in like. I think it was about three three hours after we called, four hours after we called, and then having the health center up in Portland, which is a, it's an academic. They're busy, 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 and they get us in and um, and then just work so hard. I mean, these people have been amazing, and so there are little gems, and I think there are a lot of people that I tend to forget about that there's clinicians out there and there's schedulers and there's RNs that are really, really doing good things. And yeah. that made me happy. I just still am pissed at the system. Um, sure. But people, little bright spots in, in this kind of mess of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that there's, um, when people just finding those gems that truly care, especially personally, that when you need that care, um, it's just like priceless. It is. It is. So, yeah. well, I, you know, I feel like, um, I want to keep this the focus of our conversation and um, I don't have too much to add um, over the last few weeks. Um, nothing that's exciting enough to share. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but maybe I'll bring up something um, coming up on the next one. But um, yeah, are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay. okay with that. So. All right. Well, um, you want me to just take us out? Well, I just want to add for everybody is, is I'm going to, I started with this. I'm going to end with this again. You literally don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm. So while you're planning and we talk about like, you know, retirement and saving and all that stuff, um, is just realize that everything can change. So make sure whatever you're doing now is also bringing you joy. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, don't be a hedonist and spend all your money and have no resources because that's bad. Uh, but, but really understand that, that while we're planning for the future, you gotta be, enjoy what you have now. Cause it could literally change. It could yeah. literally change overnight. Yeah. Spread your wealth for now yeah. and later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. And, um, uh, send, send our love and, and wishes and support, um, through the internet to your wife. Um, and, uh, Hopefully we'll get out there to Oregon one day, um, get to see you guys. But um, until next time, for those of you listening, um, if you want to send any messages to Kevin, uh, is it Dr. Kevin at thechangephysician.com? Dr. Kevin at thechangephysician.com. Okay. Yeah. You can send messages to him or to me through him. Um, and if you don't know, again, what The Change Physician is all about, please go to thechangephysician.com and we'll look forward to talking to you on our next visit. Take Stay care. well, folks. Thank you for joining us today on the Change Physician Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know by going to thechangephysician.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you simply by joining the community at thechangephysician.com.